welcome to the Aluminum Linings Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything except for our day job. We are on day six of NaNoWriMo. Here once again, my dad. Hello. Bobo. Yes. <laughs> have you prepared a haiku for us? I have. Well. Let's hear it. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's other rules to it. All I'm doing is the 575 thing, so... That's all I'm doing, too. All right. Scenes dance through my mind. Blank pages fill with my words. NaNoWriMo calls. Wow. I took a slightly different approach with mine. (laughs) (laughs) La, 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 la. (laughs) Uh, Mine is... Tag team writing pals. Beginnings are delightful. Please don't kill my guys. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't George R.R. Martin, my characters. Yeah, so we've, day six of writing is done. So we've each had uh, a chunk of writing and you just finished your, hit your word count for your third day of writing like a half hour before we started recording. Yes. Thank goodness for daylight saving time. (laughs) That extra hour. (laughs) There's a, a couple things that I didn't anticipate because I was really excited to do the beginning of the novel, but then I realized that I would be in charge of naming a lot of characters and I immediately was like, I regret being ah. so excited to do this because I don't normally name my characters till after I'm done writing, typically. Yeah, naming is, uh, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, it's easy just to replace names, but I, I almost highlighted because we left some comments on the, I left some comments on the Google doc for dad about different things and i almost highlighted every name i was like if you hate this you can just change it like it's fine and i was like no like just leave it it'll be fine it'll be okay how did you find jumping in when someone had already set a lot of the like setting and stuff for you how did you find jumping in on that well you gave me lots of time like Day one, I think you call, you texted me two hours into NaNoWriMo start saying you had made your word count for that day already. Yeah, because I started midnight November 1st. Yeah. And I wrote till probably two or three in the morning. Yes. And then you finished like what? a day and a half early or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I got time to read what you wrote. And I also went through and kind of made a document of, of names and places and creatures that had been used so far just to try and uh, get a jump on being on track with stuff. Mm-hmm. So that gave me kind of time to mull things over and think about what I wanted to, to do and stuff. Did you read anything in advance or did you wait until I was done to jump on and start reading? Well, like I said, you were done a day and a half in, so it's not like I had all that much time. So I don't think I really did read too much in advance. Oh, okay. so the reason why I got done so early is I got really excited. I realized at 11.55 that if I stayed up for another five minutes, I could start my NaNoWriMo. <laughs> And then I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning and I I knew in my brain that it was November 1st, but I didn't quite process that, like, it's still your first day of writing. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was just like, oh, man, like, we got to get going on this. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I had hit my word count. Yeah, because I think I had 800 words to go on my second day of writing to hit my, my 5,100 words. Mm. Or 57. Is it 51? 51. 51, yeah. I, on the other hand, like jumped in and I read quite frequently. Um, So I have two questions for you. One, can you see when I jump on and I start reading? Not that I know of. (laughs) Because I know... 
I know when you click on the document, it'll show where the other person's cursor is. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So if I were to click on the document, because I was just reading it off my phone, but if I were to click on the document, you would see a cursor with my name beside it. Oh, I might have seen that once or twice and not known what it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there's a couple of times where you were like actively typing while I was reading and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then there's sometimes where you would like type and then stop. And then I'd be like, oh, I wonder if I made him nervous. If this is weird. <laughs> if it's like I'm reading over yeah. his shoulder. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. That, I never picked up on that if it was <laughs> happening. So did you pick up, did you go on any of the times I was falling asleep and my finger was on one of the keys or something? I didn't see that. I saw some things where you were like starting a sentence and deleting it and starting it over mm. again. And then because I've been doing, like I, like I said, I did the bulk of my writing like from midnight till 3 a.m. So I knew that you weren't reading while I was writing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then the only other thing is... <laughs> Both of us have ended our section of writing in a particular way. Um, and that is to say that I intentionally left my writing mid-sentence. Uh-huh. I, I just followed suit and did the same thing. I, I actually expected to be a little farther on before I ended. And I, so I was trying to think of how I was, you know, what I was thinking of doing another scene. And then it just so happened that I, this morning I went back and edit, added some stuff. Oh, okay. And then, so I ended up still in the same scene when I hit my word count. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got a text message on Wednesday at nine 30 at night. Did you intentionally stop mid sentence question exclamation point <laughs> to which I responded with three laughing emojis. And then my mom called me laughing. Oh yeah. She thought that was hilarious. Yeah, she's she called me absolutely busting a gut laughing. And so I knew I had made the right choice at that time. That was when I really confirmed it for me. But I actually went back and added more to a different sentence because I had enough words left over to finish the <laughs> sentence. So I went back and I did it. But to be fair, yes, I thought it was funny. But also I read that if you stop your writing mid-sentence, it's easier to start up again. So I was like, well, maybe a mid-sentence will make it easier to transition from yeah. your writing to my writing. It, it was, yeah, it did. I, th I think it did kind of help to jump because I... Okay, I've got a starting point now. It's not like I have to, okay, what scene do I want to start now? It's. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you read and you were like, oh, no? <laughs> I don't really think so. I drew on one of your, well, you kind of forced me to, to write with Olivia because that's where you ended the scene. But uh, with Chester, I used him a bit. And I was like, okay, I hope I'm not stepping on toes by, like, I know we're going to have to use the char each the characters each of us is coming up with, but I just, I was mm -hmm. kind of worried that I might have stepped on your toes or... I'm interested to see when I start writing because, like, our writing styles are a little bit different, but trying to match a character voice... Mm. I think is going to be interesting when, especially for me, starting the, the book, I wasn't 100% sure on character voices. Like, I didn't really pick, yeah. I didn't necessarily make strong choices for character voices other than Merle. I knew I wanted Merle to right. speak in a, in a specific way. Yeah. And then the last thing I would like to touch on is we talked last week about not 
inducting the character into the world <laughs> I knew of this magic was right come away. Back and so I'm writing the whole thing and after probably the first 500 words I was like ready to bring the character in. I'm like, "Nope, we talked about this. We talked." So then I'm reading today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading today and I'm like, what's going on? I'm reading, I'm reading. And this guy, this guy, my dad, inducts the character into the world of magic. And I wanted so badly to be angry about it, but the way he wrote it was so cool that I couldn't oh, be mad. Thank because you. I knew that he did it a better job than I would have done. And I'm like sitting there and watching it. I'm like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> the moment I saw the welcome basket, I'm like, he's, oh my. My goodness, I can't believe this guy. He's gonna do it. And then I'm reading it and I'm like, this is the best way this could have happened. And oh, I'm like, well, thank so you. I, I was be mad at you because you did such a good job, Dad. Well, thank you. I'm uh I'm glad because I was kind of bracing for that. It was I I don't even I think what had happened was back in the museum where where they did the Comic-Con reference. I wrote a bit of it, and then I'm like, wait a minute, though. If she's under some kind of glamour, then she should just be seeing what she would expect to see at this museum. Yeah. Not something that she thinks is some kind of cheesy, oh, what was that the McElroys did, like the Cryptid Museum or something? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. like not, not something like that. And then I'm like, okay. So then I had to kind of uh, edit that to... Okay, so we'll say the when she got she accidentally got zapped magically, it kind of shorted out the glamour for a mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, and yeah. then the other part, yeah, I I think I saw what you like the thing about the glasses, and I thought, oh, okay, we could work, uh, we could work with that. And then after I've got all this stuff written, I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> It's like I'm not supposed to be doing this. This isn't supposed to be how it's happened. And and Welcome so to like, Pan's life, baby. Ooh, yeah. Um, for those of those of you who don't know, the McElroys do a, a podcast called The Adventure Zone and they had an arc where they had a cryptonomicon, which is basically like a Bigfoot museum. And it was like this museum full of these like conspiracy theory creatures like Bigfoot and Mothman and stuff like that, but yeah, you know, and you know what, like that is, I think that is what we signed up for. Sometimes a moment just feels right in the story and, and that is going to happen. And it's like, it was the right time for that character to kind of get sucked into things. So yeah, I was thinking we are a fifth in, so yeah, we, we should be starting something. <laughs> I think the story is coming along nicely. I'm really excited. It's kind of exciting to, to read your writing too because you start to see like the, it's almost like I started with half a pencil box and then you're throwing in like markers and crayons and highlighters and oh my goodness like I want to write about Oro so bad oh yeah, yeah 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 it's like a surprise like someone's mm -hmm. like opening a treasure box and be like these are the new things you can pick from so yeah. I'm excited to keep writing I'm I'm scared of doing lateral moves like I'm scared of not advancing the plot and just oh here's a scene with this character here's a scene with that character you know what yeah. I mean? So that that kind of worries me because a lot of this, I I am not a pantser, and so I'm scaring myself because I'm like, okay, I've set up this master strategist with no idea what her strategy is, so this has got to play out somehow. Chester, I think, works a little better because he's more of a chaos character, so he yeah. he likes to play, but he plays it by just flying by the seat of his pants and doing stuff to see what's going to happen. Yeah. So Chester is, for those of you who are like, 
know what alignments are, he would be like a chaotic, neutral character where it's just what interests him in the moment. He's a very like mischievous person who just wants to have a little bit of power to make some decisions to cause problems, essentially. So he, the glasses my dad was referring to are these glasses that the, the current main character bought at a garage sale. Um, but Chester, who owns the local pawn shop, kind of was waiting because he likes to have people come in and lowball them on, <laughs> on the price of things, essentially. And then when they can't sell it at the garage sale, they have to come and sell it to him. So he kind of took a gamble on this item that the person who owned it didn't know was magical. And then the main character, the main character ended up buying it. So so he doesn't have the magical item now. And that's how him and Sam are going to kind of interact with each other. I just got it such a kick out of how cheap he was. It's like, oh, these very powerful magic items. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to buy them in advance. I'm going to wait till I go on sale. Yeah. Well, and I kind of like the idea that for him, it was like the thrill of, of getting it when someone thought that they could get a better deal and them having to kind of come back to him sort of oh. with their tail between their legs. And like, so I, I like that aspect of it. But yeah, I mean, he's a pawn shop owner. His margins are probably pretty small. And yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited about where the story is going to go. I'm excited to start my my second chunk of writing here. Yeah, I think this week I'll probably I wanted to, I just didn't get around to it. I want to post our haikus that we've come <laughs> up with so far in like a fancy font with a cool background. So I want to do that this week. And then what I might do too, if you're okay with it, Dad, is I'll do up some like character sketches so that when people are listening to the podcast, oh, okay. they yeah. kind of know what we're talking about. Yeah. That our character was initiated into the magical realm with this like magic apple cider and glacier water. Yeah. Like I said, Dad, the way you wrote it was honestly like cool and beautiful. It just made me more excited to keep writing. It, so. it made me so nervous because I'm not, well, it at first it made me nervous, but then I thought, oh, well, this is a first draft. We can always tidy mm -hmm. it up if we decide to take this any farther. But it did make me very nervous because I'm not a poet. I'm not poetically, like, I, I don't write poetry. I, I haven't really trained in how to write poems. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of, oh, I'll try to keep the, the number of syllables the same each line and rhyme <laughs> this line with that line. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, that was kind of how I ran that and ran with that. <laughs> yeah, I liked the like visual of the storm rolling in and the lightning flashes mm. and stuff. Just yeah, yeah, it was I, very very cool. I wish I was more descriptive, but it it's like I do like I've I like that sort of thing to actually see in real life where the the clouds are dark but the sun is setting, so the bottom of the clouds get painted with the sunset. Mm -hmm. And how do you pick? Um, how are you picking? creatures i was just kind of curious about that because i had to look up one of the creatures you mentioned and i thought oh i've seen yeah, this so, i think on anime or something but yeah so it's a kitsune okay. um it's a japanese like fox creature that has a bunch of tails so it depends on what i needed the creature for i knew i wanted like a small cute mythical creature so i googled small cute mythical um, creatures yeah, me um the other thing that I've done in the past is gone on the Dungeons and Dragons 
like wiki page oh, okay. and scrolled through their creatures. Um, I also spent some time looking through magical items to try and find something interesting that would, I would have at the garage sale, but I didn't really find anything that spoke to me. So oh, okay. I, I ended up writing it in as glasses and then I highlighted it and I left a comment on our Google Doc <laughs> for my dad being like, if you think of something cooler than glasses, I'm cool if you want to like switch this out. So yeah, so I've, I've done that. Um, and then I did for one of the characters, um, Kit, I believe. Mm-hmm. I had I gave them certain features that were obviously like superhuman, but I or non-human, I guess. Um, but I didn't really identify what kind of creature that would be, and I also left a note beside that mm-hmm. one. I had to fight really hard not to steal your idea of a scene where she throws like a slushy on somebody and it's actually <laughs> holy water that she's throwing on vampires. I was like, no, I, I'll leave that for dad. If he oh wants to no, go it. you go ahead if you want to if you want to use it. I'm I, we were just throwing out ideas and I think that's fair game. I'm interested to see. The only question I had is, did she dump the rest of the apple cider down the sink or did she drink it and just rinse the glass out? She dumped it because she was concerned that it was laced with something. Okay, that too, while I was reading that, I was like, oh, that's interesting, because I was like, is that a way to, like, half-initiate her, where sometimes she can see magic and sometimes she can't, and, like, so... And um, that's, yeah, that's something you could run with if you like. You could have Aura reappear and question her about it or something. And I think that would be kind of a cool flaw for for a hero to have, is that, you know, Mm. they are part of this world, but not all the time. (laughs) Their second sight is nearsighted or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or they have to rely on being able to, like, interpret what's going around and infer what is happening on the magic side of things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to keep writing. Um, dear sweet internet friends, how's your NaNoWriMo going? Did you find a writing buddy? Are you writing solo? Uh, you can let me know at Aluminum Linings across the board on social media. Uh, you can also find out all my content on AluminumLinings.com. Come back next week for more... Excellent haiku. <laughs> Good luck, have fun, and don't talk to strangers unless you want to make new friends. Bye.